Hi, everyone. Thank you all for joining us today in this first ever podcast for HoldingToTruth.com. My name is Joe, and I'm joined with Tom Smith uh, from here at Holding to Truth. And today we would like to talk about uh, man's third part, the human spirit. And uh, the idea for this podcast came from one of the most popular posts here at Holding to Truth, which is about the difference between man's soul and man's spirit. So we'd like to talk about this today, uh, get into the word a little bit, and um, you know, kind of just uh, learn more about the difference between man's soul and man's spirit. So Tom, to begin, what can you tell us about uh, what the New Testament reveals concerning how God, God made man with three parts? Well, Joe, the, uh, the Bible is really clear about man having three parts. In fact, I'd like to even step back uh, before that to just say from the very beginning of the Bible, it records that man has three parts. Uh, in Genesis 2-7, in the creation of man, it says that God formed man of the dust of the earth, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So uh, from the very beginning, of course, the dust of the ground refers to man's physical body. And then the uh, breath of life, that has to do with man's spirit, and a living soul, of course, this is our human soul. So even from the way God created us as recorded in the Bible, it's clear that we are three parts. Now, what you said about the New Testament, the most clear uh, reference to this is in um, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. And this verse says, The God of peace himself sanctify you wholly, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved, complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this uh, clear word, spirit and soul and body, uh, points to the fact that we have three parts. Yeah, actually this verse is really helpful to see this point related to man's three parts. And it is very clear. So 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says that man has a spirit, has a soul, and has a body. And uh, reveals these three distinct parts. Um, Okay, so that brings us to our next question, which is that a lot of people... Uh, and I, I've come across this, you know, talking to someone. Um, a lot of people think that the spirit and the soul are the same thing. So, you know, um, they may use the word spirit. They may use a the soul. They use them interchangeably. And uh, they don't really consider that there's a difference between the two. But I think mm-hmm. uh, based on what we've seen in the Bible, that actually the Bible, you know, shows that there's a clear differentiation. Um, can you, so can you share a little bit about, about uh, this matter, about the sp- spirit and the soul being distinct? That's a really good uh, point, Joe. It is true that a lot of people make uh, the uh, kind of muddy the, the difference between there are some places people even would, uh, in certain translations, they refer to them as interchangeably. Um, but if you look at some of the verses in the Bible, specifically Hebrews 4.12 says that the Word of God is living and operative, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. Okay, so in this verse, the dividing of the soul and spirit is, um, it just well points out to the fact that our spirit and our soul can be divided. Uh, they're not the same thing. And it compares them to the joints and marrow. Well, you know, joints and marrow, it's like a bone, and inside, inside the bone is the marrow. Well, uh, with man, man has three parts. Of course, our body is our outer part. It's easy to see. It's physical. But within that, we, have, we know we have our soul with our, our mental faculty, uh, where we think, and we feel, and we choose. But deeper than that, 
kind of like the marrow within the joint or within the bone is man's spirit. And this is one of the reasons why people get confused is because our spirit is hidden and it's deeper. And we need to realize that although it's hidden within the soul, it's not the same thing and it has another function. So with our body, we contact all the material things. With our soul, we can apprehend all the mental things, the things of the psychological realm. But with our spirit, we're able to contact God and the spiritual things. Tom, you mentioned Hebrews 4.12, and uh, actually this, this particular verse has been very helpful to me to see this distinction between the spirit and the soul. So I'll go ahead and read it again and then uh, kind of continue. It says, For the word of God is living and operative, and sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and able to discern the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So what we see here in this verse is actually even the Word of God helps us to discern the difference between our soul and our spirit. And uh, But I've also just found this verse to be very helpful as far as uh, you know personally being clear about this matter of the soul and the spirit. And... Um, you mentioned also related to man's soul, uh, body, soul, and spirit. So the soul is how we uh, contact things in the, the psychological realm. The body, we contact things in the physical realm. And then with, a, with our spirit, we can contact things in the spiritual realm. And this really just leads us to the next question, which is, uh, so now that we've made this distinction, we've showed that man has a third part. This part is the deepest part of man, um, and it's even you know hidden within our soul. Uh, why does it matter to know that we have a third part? The Bible reveals it, uh, but what, is, what does it matter to us today? Well, as uh, believers in Christ, we need to see that the, uh, the knowing our third part is really absolutely crucial. Uh, it's, it's important, firstly, in fulfilling God's plan. Um, we may be uh, a believer, but without knowing our third part, it would really be hard for us to really enter into and know God's purpose and fulfill His will and plan. Uh, just as a starting point, we need to realize that at the moment we believe in Christ, uh, we believe in the name of the Lord Jesus, we're born again. And where does this transpire? Well, John 3, 6 says that that which is born of the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, is spirit. That's our spirit. So the very beginnings, the, the foundation of our Christian life is the divine spirit in our human spirit. This divine birth is the basic, uh, the basic matter. Uh, and then you know, after we're saved, you know, we need to realize if we want to experience Christ after believing him as our Savior, we have to know where he dwells. If you want to come to, to meet the Lord, uh, it's, we don't have to go off to heaven. Second uh, Timothy 4.22 says, the Lord be with your spirit. So it's not that difficult for us to find Christ today. Uh, we just need to come to our spirit. And in fact, a lot of Christians, one of their big problems is is not knowing their spirit. They have doubts in their mind. They doubt they're saved. They're, they, they may even doubt that think they've lost their salvation. But one of the best things that we have as a new Christian is, is according to um, Romans 8 16, we have the spirit witnessing with our spirit. So if we don't know our spirit, our uh, Christian experience, our salvation may be like an elevator. We think we're saved today. We think we're lost tomorrow because we don't, it's all a matter of of our mind and the doubts come. So we need to know the witness of the Holy Spirit. Where? In our spirit. Um, and so there's so much more that is, affects our, our Christian living. For example, if we want to render God true worship, uh, John 
4:24, the Lord Jesus told this uh, this woman. She says, "God is spirit, and those that worship Him must worship in spirit." So we need to see and know our spirit if we're to uh, really live the normal Christian life. Actually, the verse that I was thinking of was, uh, or one of the verses I was thinking of was John 4:24, related to this. So it says, "God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship." in spirit and truthfulness. So in order for us to worship the Lord in the proper way, uh, you know, we really need to be able to exercise our spirit and contact with Him with our spirit uh, to, in order to have this kind of true worship of the Lord. That's right. And um, so next we would like to talk about, or uh, one of the things we could talk about is, so, uh, you know, we've de defined this matter of the human spirit, um, talked about how, why it matters that we know that we have a spirit. But then even going on from there, now that we know, what can we do to exercise our spirit, uh, to just to use this term of, you know, mm -hmm. kind of exercising this part of our being, and how can we contact God with our spirit? So um, even just a little bit more background, uh, the, the main functions of the spirit are the intuition, uh, the fellowship, and the conscience. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so it's, so it's through these three things that we can even have fellowship with God. But it's not in our mind, it's not in our emotions, actually, but it's with our human spirit. Right. Um, so what are some ways that we can, we can do this? We can contact God and we can exercise our spirit. Well, you know, this, this point of exercise, I'd just like to start with that. Um, you know, in 1 Timothy uh, 4, 4, 7, Paul told his young co coworker, he says that, um, it told him to exercise. He says, exercise yourself unto godliness. He says, bodily exercise is profitable for little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having the promise not only of this life, but also eternal life, you see. So uh, we, we all know that we need to take care of our physical body. We need to have some physical exercise. Otherwise, we're going to have heart disease and diabetes and other problems. We really know we need to exercise. But a lot of times we don't really even realize that, uh, that our spirit is something that needs exercise. But this verse, surely uh, in comparing exercise unto godliness with the exercise of the physical body, we need to realize this is the exercise, it's a spiritual exercise, right? So how can we do that? Well, I was just considering a number of points. One of the first things is the simplest way to exercise our spirit is to call on the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 3, uh, Paul said that no one speaking in the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say, Lord Jesus, or Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. Well, where's the Spirit today? He's in our spirit. Uh, we already mentioned, the Lord be with your spirit. So uh, with the Lord as the life-giving Spirit dwelling in our spirit, we need to call on the name of the Lord. And when we do, we're in this spirit. We're, we're one with His Spirit in our spirit. This is one of the simplest things that we can do is just to call on him every day, every morning. <clears throat> Another thing is, is not only calling, but even our prayer. Uh, sometimes we just pray using our mind. We pray with what we know. But we need to learn to pray with our spirit. And in Ephesians 6.18, Paul said, praying at every time in spirit. So uh, actually prayer is an excellent exercise. We need to build up our prayer muscle, you might say. A lot of Christians are kind of flabby when it comes to the matter of prayer, and we need to learn to exercise our spirit in prayer. Uh, reading the Bible also, uh, we need to use our spirit when we read. 
and even to sing uh, and to speak to other people. We need to, we can be filled in our spirit speaking and singing. Uh, this is also an excellent exercise of our spirit. It's helpful to see that the point you mentioned about exercising our spirit and relating it to physical exercise. Uh, so, you know, the Apostle Paul, when he was speaking to Timothy, and, uh, he, you know, so he mentioned exercise yourself unto godliness. So there's this matter of even our spiritual, you know, capacity, our spirit can be strengthened uh, through our uh, continuous exercise mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, you know, practice of exercising our spirit. Um, this has been, been very helpful, and uh, I was just even considering as you were, you were speaking about these last points, realizing that if someone's hearing about this for the first time, it's very possible that a lot of these things are new. Uh, you know, uh, maybe um, exercising your spirit to pray or to call on the name of the Lord, or even to read the Bible, you know, with, a, with, a, with an exercise spirit and in a prayerful way. Um, this could possibly be new for a lot of people. And so I was just considering really the best way to, to apply this and the best way to experience this is even just to, to bring this to the Lord and to pray to Him. Uh, so, you know, just some very simple prayers. Um, an easy way is just to say, you know, Lord, uh, show me more about this matter of my human spirit. Even things like, Lord, show me uh, why it matters, why it's important for me to know my spirit. Cause me to know my spirit and even teach me how to exercise my spirit. And in doing this, all these things that you mentioned, so praying, reading the Bible, uh, singing, calling on the Lord, and even speaking to others, uh, by praying in this way, the Lord will help us and even teach us how to, how to be ones who exercise our spirit and contact the Lord with our spirit. That's right. Um, Tom, I really enjoyed the podcast today. And uh, this was very enjoyable to talk about man's spirit and this, this, you know, how we can contact God with our spirit. So thank you all for joining us, and we look forward to having some more podcasts uh, in the near future.